morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the July 26th meeting of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority Board. I'm Raphael Mandelman. I chair this board. Aaron Peskin is our vice chair. Our clerk today is Elijah Saunders. And welcome, Mr. Saunders, uh, today as our new clerk. Um, and thank you to Angela Sow for serving as our acting clerk these several uh, these past several months. And also, I want to thank Michael Baltazar at SFGov TV. Um, uh, Mr. Saunders, could you please call the roll? Yes, Chair. Uh, Commissioner Chan? Present. Chan present. Commissioner Dorsey? Present. Dorsey present. Commissioner Mandelman? Present. Or excuse me, Chair Mandelman. Ma Chair Mandelman present. Commissioner Marr? Present. Marr present. Commissioner Melgar? Melgar present. Commissioner Peskin? Present. Peskin present. Commissioner Preston? Present. Preston present. Commissioner Ronan? Ronan absent. Commissioner Safai? Present. Safai present. Commissioner Stephanie? Stephanie absent. Commissioner Walton? Present. Walton present. Thank you, uh, Mr. Clerk. Um, and actually, I am—I have been requested uh, to excuse Commissioner Stephanie, which I am going to do. Um, and I believe you have public announcements, public comment announcements. I do. Thank you. For members of the public interested in participating in this board meeting, we welcome your attendance here in person in the Legislative Chamber, Room 250 in City Hall, or you may catch. Watch cable channel 26 or 99, depending on your provider, or stream the meeting live at www.sfgovtv.org. For those wishing to make public comment remotely, the best way to do so is by dialing 415-655-0001, and when prompted, entering access code 24810464075, and then pressing pounds, and pound again. You'll be able to listen to the meeting in real time. When public comment is called for the item you wish to speak on, press star three to be added to the queue to speak. Do not press star three again or you will be removed from the queue. When the system says your line is unmuted, the live operator will advise you, will advise that you will be allowed two minutes to speak. When your two minutes are up, you will move on to the next caller. Calls will be taken in the order in which they are received. Best practices are to speak slowly, clearly, and turn down the volume of any televisions or radios around you. Public comment for items on this agenda will be taken first from members of the public in attendance in the legislative chamber, and then afterwards from the remote speaker's queue on the telephone line. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. And before calling the next item, as chair, I would like to invoke Rule 3.26 from the Rules of Order to limit public comment per item to 30 minutes for today's meeting. Um, and with that, uh, please call our next item. Item two, chair's report, and this is an information item. Thank you. Uh, so colleagues, this month I attended the opening of San Francisco's newest open space gem, the Tunnel Tops Park uh, above the Presidio Parkway, which the Transportation Authority helped fund and deliver in 2015. I was joined by our former Executive Director, Jose Luis Muscovich, and together we congratulated and extended our thanks to the Presidio Trust and National Park, Park Service, as well as Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Mayor Breed, and officials from Caltrans for their leadership in delivering 
the project. Uh, it was very sweet. Amy Meyer was there as well, um, who had been uh, one of the uh, folks who got uh, Phil Burton to establish uh, the GGNRA in the first place back in the day. This beautiful 14-acre outdoor space features um, trails, playgrounds, and views of the Golden Gate for visitors and residents alike to discover and enjoy, and culminates decades of work to replace the Doyle Drive Viaduct. The Transportation Authority worked for about two decades with Caltrans to plan, fund, and build the $1 billion Presidio Parkway in a unique public-private partnership that resulted in, su in successful delivery of the project in 2015. The project seismically secured the facility and enabled restoration of pedestrian access between the Presidio and Chrissy Field. I encourage everyone to visit the tunnel tops uh, and the neighboring Battery Bluffs Park, which sits above the second set of Presidio Parkway tunnels to the, to the uh, west. This month, we also welcome the award of $130 million in state transit grants to a series of important San Francisco transit projects. Muni received a $116 million grant to improve the KN and 38 Geary lines, as well as the first phases of Muni Metro's modernized train control system. And WIDA, more commonly known as SF Bay Ferry, received $15 million to fund a zero-emission electric ferry and charging equipment to support the planned ferry service between Treasure Island, the ferry building, and Mission Bay. Thank you to the California State Transportation Agency, CALSTA, and congratulations to SFMTA and WIDA. Finally, uh, thank you colleagues for your unanimous support last week in placing the sales tax expenditure plan and renewal measure on the November ballot. As that measure moves on to the voters here at the TA, we will now be focused on developing our countywide long-range transportation plan, which features the proposed expenditure plan as its 30-year investment program. Um, and before I conclude, colleagues, as this will be our last meeting until September, I want to thank all of you and all of the staff, including our own legislative aides and transportation authority staff, for everyone's hard work advancing the business of the TA. And I want to wish you all a safe and restful August recess. And with that, I conclude my remarks, and we can see if there's any public comment on them. And I don't see any in the chamber, so let's see if we have any virtual public comment. Checking for virtual public comment on item two. And there is no public comment. Great. Um, thank you. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call item three. Item three, executive director's report. This is an information item. Um, I believe that our executive director is still uh, before the ballot simplification committee. All right, so we will take this item up later uh, in the meeting. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call item four. Okay, moving on. Item four, approve the minutes of the July 12th, 2022 meeting. This is an action item. Okay. Also, we have received one public comment on this item, which has been posted to our website. All right, thank you. Um, is there any public comment on the minutes in the chamber, seeing none. Do we have any virtual public comment? Checking for virtual public comment on item four. And there is no public comment. All right, uh, public comment on item four is closed. Is there a motion to approve item four, the minutes? Moved by Melgar, is there a second? Seconded by Preston. Um, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chan? Aye. Chan, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Commissioner Mandelman? Aye. And Chair Mandelman, excuse me. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. 
Mar aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Peskin, excuse me. Commissioner aye. Peskin, excuse me. Uh, Commissioner Ronan? Ronan absent. Commissioner Safai? Aye. Safai aye. Commissioner Stephanie? <coughs> excused. Stephanie excused. Commissioner Walton? Walton aye. Um, there are nine ayes. The minutes are approved. Great. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call our consent agenda items five through eight. Items five to eight comprise the consent agenda. Staff is not planning to present on these items, but is available for questions. Is there a motion to approve the consent agenda? Moved by Preston, seconded by Dorsey. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chan? Aye. Chan, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Pes Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Ronan, absent. Commissioner Safai? Aye. Safai, aye. Commissioner Stefani, excused. Commissioner Walton? Walton, aye. Uh, there are nine ayes. The motion passes. Great. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call item nine. Item nine is the Southeast Rail Station Study Final Report. This is an information item. Also, we have received one public comment that has been posted to our website. Director Rogers. Hello. Is my microphone on? There we go. Yep. Uh, thank you very much. We have a slideshow today. Thank you, Andy Heidel from the SFCTA staff. Um, this is the conclusion of the Southeast Rail Station study, including the Planning Commission endorsement of the study and their recommendations for next steps by both San Francisco and regional bodies. Wait. So here's what we're going to cover today. This study purpose had three goals. First, increase access along Caltrain Corridor. Second, restore service to the Bayview. And three, get ready for the Pennsylvania Avenue Tunnel on the Caltrain alignment in preparation for high-speed rail. How exciting is that? Who's, excuse Uh, spam likely. <clears throat> Sorry for that. This grant-funded study was mandated to be completed within a two-year window. This was unfortunately timed given the pandemic. In response, we front-ended the analysis portion, and we held outreach until the last eight months of the project when people were more comfortable meeting and were generally more available. The schedule emphasizes the most recent events, including the Bayview community meeting in person, the commission endorsement, and today's hearing. So this study, it looked at two sets of stations for future improvements to Caltrain. The northern sets in dark orange would serve Petrero, Mission Bay, and Dogpatch neighborhoods. This is the area generally now served by the 22nd Street Station. The southern set in lighter yellow would be the sites for to restore Caltrain service to the Bayview, replacing the Paul Avenue station, which closed in about 20 years ago. 
At the May Planning Commission hearing, uh, the commissioners reviewed the pros and cons of each station's location in detail. You can see the summary in your packet on pages 11 for the Bayview and pages 10 for the Petrail Dog Patch. At that May hearing, one thing that caught our transportation planners by surprise was the length of time spent planning to replace the, Bay, the Paul station for the Bayview residents. Doug Johnson remarked that as a transportation planner in this region for more than 20 years, he hasn't seen another project area that has had so many studies, here's a list of them, with no significant progress towards advancing for an actual station. But now, after these decades of little progress, we find ourselves with some real momentum. As you can see, there's been recent studies in 2020, 2021, and now this study in 2022, all reasserting the importance of restoring service to the Bayview that was stripped away in 2005. This is the context. So let's talk about what's happened recently. At the May Planning Commission hearing, where we went at in detail, we heard broad support for the work and the need to continue to make good on past promises to the Bayview community. We also heard lots of concern and caution about ensuring that benefits of the station go to current residents. We heard support for industrial and PDR jobs that provide living wages, especially around Cesar Chavez area. And then the most recent event that was held on a pleasant evening in June uh, was with about 20 community members present in the Bayview. There were key stakeholders such as members of both the Hunters Point Shipyard CAC and the Bayview CAC, both of which have been active contributors to this process. Staff from our sister agencies were there, Supervisor Walton and Planning Commission President Tanner were there too. It was a good and robust discussion, even if no consensus was achieved, but we did not expect that. The strongest public sentiment expressed uh, was that we should return Caltrain service to the neighborhood. We did hear a lot about the importance of the station as an opportunity for economic development, both in terms of new of access to jobs, but also in terms of new jobs that could be provided during construction or for operations of Caltrain. There was concern about environmental impacts that might be associated with construction, and this will be addressed in the next set of studies. The feedback at this meeting very much mirrored what we'd heard before in the virtual settings. But it was great to have a public meeting with real people in real life and not on Zoom. When it came to the station location in the Bayview, the focus was on two of the three options. The third options Williams got left out of debate given the community opposition. There was a small group of people interested in the Evans location as it is slightly closer to the new Southeast Community Center, the shopping center on third and the community college. A bigger group of attendees were interested in making good on past promises to bring the station back to the traditional community core, supporting businesses and residents found along Oakdale and Third Street. Um, President Tanner specifically asked that I share this uh, little informal barometer. Uh, when asked via straw poll, eight of the attendees preferred the Oakdale location, three preferred the Evans location, and the rest abstained from the vote. While the Planning Commission has now added the recommendations to the record, more process lies ahead. 
And although we'd love to say that the city can move forward towards construction, we know that there are still critical steps needed to move forward. The community has provided some important information that will guide refinements to the work. They asked for more detailed analysis of ridership and cost of construction. So we do have preliminary information on those, but commitments were made to continue that analysis. And of course, there will be a need to continue the robust uh, engagement with the community. So let's talk about the recommendations from the Planning Commission. They endorsed the study and urged future decision makers and our agency partners to take certain actions. First, for the Bayview recommendations. First and foremost, the Commission recommended advancing the station with all due haste. This is needed to repair the long-standing gap in service for the neighborhood. The city family is well familiar with the transit shortcomings that have been allowed to perpetrate in this part of the city. The Commission saw the Caltrain station as an instrumental part of the improvements that can, be, that can help overcome that deficit. In order to restore service, of course, funds are needed. The Commission urged dedicated and sufficient funding to advance the work so it can be competitive for large state and federal grants. Consistent with public feedback, the Commission asked that Caltrain and SFMTA staff work on coordinating fares and services for residents and riders who seek to use transfers in between the two systems. Based upon the four main factors listed here, including community support, current and planned land uses, other transit connections, and cost of construction, the Commission recommended the Oakdale Station as a preferred location. The study also addressed the Petrero Dogpatch neighborhood. Clearly, we've spent a lot of time, including at this presentation, on the Bayview Station. And this is not surprising, given the history and the community concern and interest. Nonetheless, the importance of the Dogpatch Mission Bay Petrero Station cannot be understated. The need to continue work is strong here, too. Your SFCTA is advancing work on the Pennsylvania Avenue extension. And as that work proceeds, we are hopeful that they will be able to integrate the findings of this work. This work also pointed to supporting the current location or possibly a location further to the north, depending on engineering results to come. You'll note that the reasons for supporting these two areas does not include cost, as the southern option here appears to be less costly. However, there's little value in providing a station where there are uh, low ridership potentials. The SFCTA's PAC study will provide valuable information about relocating or refurbishing the 22nd Street Station. So what's next? Uh, at our hearing, a commissioner asked about, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong slide. Here we go. What's next? One of the challenging aspects of this project, and perhaps some of its history, is determining who is leading the effort. There are a lot of agencies, acronyms, and jurisdictions at play. And to help clarify and connect the future work with real people, this slide recognizes uh, that we each have a role in order to get the project done and improve our transportation connections. Uh, so that concludes the publishing of both the Southeast Rail Station study and the summary of the Planning Commission's recommendations. I'm available if you have any questions. Thank you. Um, Director Rogers, uh, Commissioner Walton. 
Thank you so much. Just a quick question. When we look at the number of agencies that are going to be playing a role uh, for achieving this reality, when is the decision going to be made in terms of who's responsible for what and how is that process going to work? Yeah, I think um, there's uh, different responsibilities. And so, uh, you know, Caltrain owns the land in the right of way. So they can't be told, per se, where the station will be located. Um, but this board has particular power uh, in your role as the TA board in funding allocations. So I think um, your executive director, Tilly, has discussed advancing uh, some ideas in the fall to further the work here and put a, um, as, as Andy said, put a fine point on the study and help kind of resolve some issues in advance towards environmental review. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Walton. Commissioner Melgar. Thank you. Uh, just to follow up on uh, Commissioner Walton's question, uh, because I'm always um, frustrated by how long it takes to make these decisions. So, you know, in uh, District 7, we created an Ocean Avenue task force because there are uh, no less than 27 different plans and studies that have been done on pedestrian safety, on transit, on, you know, uh, just on that little stretch between San Jose Avenue and Junipero Serra. And nothing has moved forward. Nobody makes a decision. Nobody's the lead agency. It's the TA. It's planning. It's Muni. It's <laughs> so um, I am wondering, uh, again, to, uh, super, to Commissioner Walton's question, you know, who initiates this? What is the next step? It's been 20 plus years. Um, so what, what, what is the process? Anyone want to try that? Good morning, Commissioner. Uh, Andrew Heidel, Principal Planner at the San Francisco County Transportation Authority. Um, I think what we're hoping to do is, is wrap up this phase where we're talking about where perhaps the station should be in this particular case relatively quickly. Uh, and that will allow us uh, alongside that to help assign those roles and responsibilities that you and Commissioner Walton have asked about in this specific case, about who is responsible for environmental, who is responsible for developing the funding plan. Most importantly, we don't have a full funding plan yet for this particular station, uh, advancing through design and construction. So I think you know one of the lessons we've learned in some of the projects you've mentioned and in other projects is that we need to do the work upfront to assign those roles and responsibilities. And that's what we're going to be proposing to do in the next phase of this work. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's open this item to public comment. If there's anyone in the chamber who has public comment, I don't see anyone. So let's see if there's anyone online. Checking for public comment on item nine. Hi caller, your two minutes begins now. Um, good morning, Commissioners. Uh, Roland to Brand, San Jose. I have a full slide presentation in your packet. I only get two minutes, so um, feel free to read it at your leisure and uh, reach out if you have any questions. The main comment I have here, and then I'll, um, I'll come back on the general public comment about some discoveries I made recently, is that 10 years ago, I personally spent 18 months trying to save the Oakdale station, and I lost because the portal disappeared. The portal was Queen Street, and it was vacated so that DPW could start building 
digesters on the east side. So I, I really don't understand this, this recommendation from the same planning department. Um, but in closing, um, my recommendation is to first of all merge the 4,000, which is quite frankly it's a disaster, and the Mariposa proposals into a 7th Street station, a 7th Street station, essentially between 16th and, and, um, and Townsend. Cesar Chavez, absolutely, but it's in the wrong place. They put it uh, too, too far north, too close to the tunnel. And believe it or not, Williams, it actually is the old Coal Avenue station, and nobody considered that Muni already have a turn back track there, which means you can actually fully integrate the Muni T3rd at Williams. It's the one that's got the, the, the closest connection. You can literally park um, a Muni in front of it. Um, but my closing um, comment here, so, so the way I'm, I'm proposing, I'm, uh, 7th Street, know it as Portray Road North, Um, Cesar Chavez, Portrayal South. I'm sorry, Carly, you're two minutes ahead. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, caller, your two minutes begins now. Thank you. My name is Latoya Pitcher, and I'm a San Francisco native and longtime resident of the Bayview community. And I would like to show my support for the station to be at Oakdale, given its proximity to so many public transportation lines, as well as businesses to support the economic development of small, mostly Black-owned businesses in the, on the Third Street Corridor. And also because this is a promise that has been given to the baby community for many, many months, and it's about time that the board or this commission delivered on that promise. Um, furthermore, it would also support to increase uh, more activity in terms of in-person work to the financial district, as well as um, being able to promote folks coming in from out of town to be able to work in the Bayview and the surrounding area. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Hi, caller. Two minutes begins now. Thank you. Hello, commissioners. Uh, my name is Philip Williams. I'm a resident of the Bayview and vice chair of the Bayview Citizens Advisory Committee. I wanted to voice my support for the proposed Bayview Caltrain Station at Oakdale Avenue. There has been a long-standing commitment by the city to bring the station to Oakdale to serve the residents of Bayview, and it makes most sense for the community. The Evans location is inequitable. It is on unstable, climate-change-sensitive land. It is located on one of the most dangerous streets in the Bayview. It puts our train station next to a junkyard and is completely out of walking distance of the main residential area of Bayview. And according to the planning department, it could cost almost twice as much to build a station at that location, a location that doesn't work for the Bayview community. It is in the best interest to have a station that is in with walking distance of our homes, our small businesses, and our schools. The Oak Hill station will have the greatest impact to the Bayview community, providing residents with an opportunity to unlock job opportunities in the peninsula and downtown that they could not access due to increased gas costs or lack of transportation. Time is of the essence to get the station to Oakdale and I appreciate the SFCPA's leadership on this matter. Thank you. Thank you, caller. 
There is no more virtual public comment. All right, public comment on item nine is closed. Um, thank you to our presenters. And uh, Mr. Clerk, please call item 10. Item 10, adopt revised classifications and salary structures. This is an action item. All right, um, colleagues, I wanna thank Vice Chair Peskin and Commissioner Ronan for joining me last week at the Personnel Committee where we were briefed on the item before us. The committee unanimously recommended approval of the staff recommendation to add four new jobs classifications and to update salary ranges for all job classifications except for the executive director. Staff salary ranges were last updated nearly four years ago. These proposed revisions are intended to help the agency provide succession pathways to attract and retain high quality staff, which is critically important in this competitive job market and with rising inflation. The proposed action does not change the agency size from the current board approved 47 full-time equivalent staff positions. Staff estimates that the fiscal impact of salary adjustments would result in an increased aggregate expenditure of approximately, um, of between 311,000 and 450,000, representing an average in increase in salary expenditures of approximately five to 7%, which can be accommodated in the agency's budget. Staff is not planning to present, but we do have Cynthia Fong, our Deputy Director of Finance and Administration here, if anyone has questions. Um, and so, are there any questions or comments? I'm not seeing anyone other than Commissioner Safai. Okay, um, thank you colleagues. Since this item was already helped, uh, heard by the Personnel Committee, we do not need to take public comment on it today, nor do we require a motion or second to act. Um, Clerk Saunders, would you please call the roll on item 10? Commissioner Chan? Chen, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Aye. Safai, aye. Commissioner Stephanie? Stephanie, excused. Commissioner Walton? Walton, aye. We have, there are 10 ayes, item 10 is approved. Thank you, uh, Mr. Clerk. Um, thank you, uh, Deputy Director Fong, for all your work on this. Um, and I think we had hoped that uh, Director Chang would be back uh, in time, but no, and so I'm wondering, Deputy Director Lombardo, if you would be willing to give the Executive Director's report. Thank you, Chair, I will do that. Um, I will do an abbreviated report. Maria Lombardo, Chief Deputy Director, and yay, last meeting before August recess. And I want to uh, echo the chair's welcome to Elijah Saunders, our new clerk, um, and thank Angela Sow profusely for stepping in while we did that. I also wanted to extend, although she is not here today, a belated welcome to Swanee Cho, our new Assistant Deputy Director for Planning. She'd been working with us briefly in a consultant role supporting the work at the Treasure Island Mobility Management Agency. Um, and before that, she had been working in New York and before that had been in service planning at the SFMTA. So she is very familiar with, with the work she is stepping into. Um, the executive director's report, I should add, is posted on the website, and I will just highlight a few of the entries. Um, to echo something the chair said, we are very pleased that the state awarded 
800 million statewide in transit grants, and SFMTA got one of the largest grants with that suite of projects that was described by Chair Mandelman, many of which we are also funding with the Prop K sales tax and will be deeply involved in oversight. On another exciting front for many that we hope to have in hand soon, in 2018, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission established a housing incentive program. It's, it's a pot of about $71 million that will be divvied up among the top 15 Bay Area counties measured in terms of the greatest number of affordable housing units produced near transit between the years 2018 and 2022. The data is a little bit slow, so MTC has just released data through 2020, and San Francisco so far has 2,600 eligible units, about 47% of the region's total. So we are expecting, if this trend continues, that the city will receive a sizable amount of that $71 million for um, transportation capital projects that the city will get to pick. MTC is also working on the major project advancement policy. What this is, it will be a multi-year list of the most, uh, the largest capital projects and programs in the region that will have MTC's blessing. This is very significant in terms of competing for state and federal discretionary funds. At the July 13th Programming and Allocations Committee, MTC presented a preliminary project endorsement table for discussion. Despite its status as a long-standing regional priority for transit expansion, the downtown extension was not on that list, and we are very disappointed in that and see it as a downgrade to its status. Uh, we need that blessing from MTC because we are working very hard with the Trans-Bay Joint Powers Authority and all of the funding partners on that project to try and compete for up to $2.5 in federal capital investment grant funding. So we are very thankful for our MTC Commissioner Nick Josefowicz and over 40 members of the public who testified at that committee at MTC and will continue to advocate uh, with the Trans-Bay Joint Powers Authority, the Mayor's Office, and others for MTC to elevate the downtown extension by September when it approves the MAP program. So moving down to local issues, um, on the school access plan study, I just wanted to let everyone know that we completed the first round of outreach for the school access plan with a particular focus on vulnerable and disadvantaged youth. This round of outreach ended in May with a series of focus groups in English, Spanish, and Cantonese trying to hear from caregivers about key challenges of the school commute. This may not come as a surprise to many of you, but among the challenges identified were threats to personal safety while riding public transportation and the difficulty of coordinating transportation for children at multiple schools. We are working on developing some draft strategies and in September we'll uh, call in those caregivers again in a co-creation sessions and an online survey to help us come up with recommendations um, for that plan. There's more information on this and everything I'm highlighting on our website. Uh, briefly on Treasure Island, we are continuing to do outreach and we wanted to thank the residents who joined Supervisor Matt Dorsey and our staff on July 25th at an in-person town hall on the um, toll policy and affordability program. That same content is being um, offered in a virtual town hall tomorrow or this Thursday at the 28th at 5.30 p.m. and that information is available on our website. We are aiming to incorporate all of this latest round of outreach into our policy and bring that back to the TIMA board for approval in early 2023. 
on the San Francisco Transportation Plan. We've also been busy doing outreach and are gearing up for another round this summer. I just want to highlight some of the um, top desired investment, investments that have been bubbling to the top. In terms of investments, transit service reliability and street safety are absolutely at the top. In terms of policy priorities, equity, affordability, and accountability and capital project delivery rise to the top. And the last two, I think I want to flag on this list, on the Geneva um, Avenue uh, area, we have been working on the I-280 northbound Geneva Avenue feasibility study, working to improve traffic circulation at the ramp intersection. Our staff and our consultant team worked with Caltrans to adjust the signal timing at the Geneva Avenue bridges northbound and southbound ramp intersections, trying to streamline the vehicle movements and reduce some of the hazards to pedestrians. And we're very appreciative that um, Caltrans has been working um, to do that and made the new changes in late May of this year. The overall study that we're working on, we're seeking to complete in the fall and would bring that back to this body. And then lastly, just want to highlight the Alameda Interchange multi-use path is finally starting construction. I wanted to thank Commissioner Ronan for prioritizing some of our District 9 neighborhood transportation funds for this. It will provide a bike and ped path connecting Alameda Farmers Market across the interchange to San Bruno with a new signalized crossing. Thank you. That concludes the report. Thank you, Deputy Director Lombardo. Um, are there, I don't see any comments or questions from colleagues. I also do not see any public comment in the chamber. Let's see if there's any public comment on the Executive Director's report online. Checking for remote public comment on item three. And there is no public comment. All right, public comment on item three is closed. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call item 11. Item 11, introduction of new items. This is an information item. And I do not see anyone jumping in the queue, and I'm assuming that uh, Commissioner Maher is not raising his hand. Um, and so, Mr. Clerk, please call item 12. Item 12, public comment. There's any uh, general public comment in the chamber? Don't see any. Uh, let's check remote. Checking for remote public comment on item 12. Hi, caller. Your two minutes begins now. Hello again, Commissioner Sloan to Grand San Jose. Um, uh, my uh, um, item today is the TA website. I've been highly supportive of this website. It's wonderful, and I've actually recommended that multiple agencies in the Bay Area um, um, follow your example. Now, having said that, there is always uh, room for improvement. Um, the first thing um, I would like to see is that the executive uh, director's report uh, be posted so that I can um, uh, review it uh, later, because all I have right now is the, uh, uh, the transcript on the uh, GovTV. Um, the second thing has got to do with ADA compliance, and I'd like to bring to your attention that the SCRSS report um, that you, you just heard earlier is not ADA compliant. I was able to read it on the screen, but there were sections I could not read once I printed the report. The minimum uh, font, I think, is um, 16 point. I, I believe it was less than 10. That report needs to be read, uh, redone so that people who are visually impaired 
uh, can read it um, if they, they are printed. But the last thing I want to bring to your attention is very concerning. Um, as I mentioned, 10 years ago, I spent uh, 18 months trying to uh, save the air station. And I tried to find the material on the new website, and it's just gone. Anything prior to 2015 has disappeared. I understand it takes a lot of time to make all these materials, you know, ADA compliant, but you have to keep that institu institutional knowledge out there on the website, whether it's ADA compliant or not. Because we really, when you hear about this system, about plans taking 20 years, we really have to go back, revisit what we did wrong, and learn from our mistakes. Thank you, and a happy recess here in September. Thank you, Paula. There is no more public comment. Um, pu public comment on item 12 is closed. Uh, Deputy Director Lombardo, I believe that the executive director's report is posted on the website. Okay. All right. So we think it's there. All right. Thank you. Um, uh, well, folks, I think we have, we have come to that time. Um, uh, Mr. Clerk, could you please call item 13? Item 13, adjournment. All right. We are adjourned. We'll be back on September 13th. Have a good summer recess, everybody.